welcome to this, our third episode of P-Podcast, Parental Education Advice. I'm Catherine. And I'm Jo. And today we're looking forward to answer the question, what do I do to make the most out of an open day? Uh, this week we've had quite a few questions uh, to, to, to address this. And uh, so this is our attempt to, to kind of furnish you with a bit more information. So what is an open day, Catherine? Right. Open days tend to be when schools put on a really good show for prospective parents and they might have, you know, in the science department, the labs will be over with experiments that visiting students can have a look at and and explore the drama. Um, (laughs) The drama department may have little plays going on, all sorts of things like that. So it's really a school's opportunity to show its best side to all the parents and to do it pretty much all at once. It's often something that schools work hard at uh, because it's their their kind of best way to sell their school to prospective families um, and then encourage them to take the next steps, which might be uh, to come back for a private visit or even to kind of sign up. So it really is a very, very, very important part uh, of the school's marketing year isn't it really yeah so for the school it's a chance to sell but for parents it's a first opportunity to really see inside school um you know on the whole they go to open days first before much before they've had any other visits so it's that first look uh it's an opportunity to listen to the teachers to speak to them to see the pupils so it works both ways for schools it's a sales opportunity or a marketing opportunity and for parents it's your first chance to have a good look so are there any differences between state and uh, independent schools in the way in which they approach this what do you think not really not really at all um you know i've been to open days for both and worked uh, in both sorts of schools and i would say our state schools we put a lot of effort into it and the children who were going to be tour guides and you know, lots of prep um and the same for the independent school it it is you know it's, it's the same purpose but at the moment, we're living in this this COVID world uh, with uh, a vaccine, hopefully just well, it's just around the corner. But if we're talking about so the next I don't know, six months or so, what 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 does an open day look like for schools at the moment? Well, more of them are going online and schools are able to provide online tours. So you've actually been to some online open days. How did they how did they work? Very similar to the ones that you would go to in in the flesh, but um, obviously online, you have your head starts to make a, um, a speech about their school, about what they love about the school, the values, the ethos, what the children get from it. Um, and then in the ones that I've been to, they've had members of the senior team there that will take different points that they're responsible for and spend a couple of minutes explaining you know, what that looks like. What's been quite cool about them actually is that there's been a live chat almost where you can email in or on the chat ask questions uh, and at the end of that session the head has addressed those questions and if they didn't feel that they could answer it as well they would then pass it on to one of their teams so it's been very similar um uh, and it's been you know remarkably good i've been really impressed with them actually 
really I think, embraced. I think it's worthwhile just discussing sort of the stages of um, open days because I've been to several, um, for both independent and state, and I'm will be honest. The first few I went to, I probably skipped the head speech. <laughs> Now realize it's really important to actually go and listen to that. So often they will have the head speaking, maybe the deputy heads or the relevant relevant key members of staff and you know, senior leaders usually, and they speak. They don't tend to speak for too long, but it's a really good opportunity to get a feel for the school and what's important, the ethos of the school. I think that's spot on. And also having been ahead and made those speeches and Catherine, having you be my deputy and made those speeches, um, you can get a real sense of the energy um, and the vision for that leadership team, which I think is really important so that you know what your child is going to be is going to be experiencing the kind of the kind of school it's going it's going into. So. Don't miss out on that head speech. Yeah. Kind of think about the tone, think about the pace, what's being said, what's not being said is often a really you know key indicator as well. Um, and I know certainly when we were running um, the, the open days, there'd be opportunities for questions. One of the pieces of advice that I would give parents going uh, to an open day and when the head speaking is have a little notebook and be that person that writes down the questions that kind of are asked um, whilst the head's making the speech and make sure that when you're going around and you're having a look at the school that you are getting the answers to the questions that have been raised in the head speech. And if not, then then you've got something to go back to the head with or to the key and relevant member of staff to, to kind of question. So take a, take a piece of pen and a, and a paper and just have it there. Yeah. Kind of useful. <laughs> or a pen and a piece of paper. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I, the questions for heads uh, can be quite interesting. I've just remembered one. Um, one of our daughters was going to just local comp and this school had not had a very good reputation, had really shocking results right. until about three years earlier. And then massive change and they were really improving. So my husband was there and sort of said to the head, so what, what happened? Was there a change in management? Um, you know, what what happened that the results have changed so much in the last three years? And he was really honest. He went, no. I've been here throughout. We just really addressed it. And fair play to him. It was honest. It was upfront. And then he said how they had addressed it, what they were doing. And, you know, it gave us a lot more confidence in, in the school. If he had tried to hide it or pretend, it, we'd, we'd have seen straight through him. So it was that was really interesting. Actually, now that you you talk about this, I, I certainly remember some of the questions that parents asked uh, me when I was ahead were very specific to their child, mm-hmm. um, and that's possibly not the time to ask those uh, individual questions. Well, in fr- at the open day, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, straight um, after the speech, yes, yeah. That that can really be possibly something that you might want to hold back. And if you choose to take the the relationship a little bit further, then you can inquire about those questions. Really, it's about feel, tone, ethos, um, and getting a general sense. It's almost like your first visit when you're buying the house. I know we keep making this analogy about buying a house, but it is, isn't it really? Mm. Did you like, did you like the layout uh, of the house? Did you, it's just a general feel. Then when you go back for your second visit, you can really drill down and find those individual um, questions. 
And that's, you asked before the differences between independent and state. Mm. And on the whole, in terms of the open day itself and the structure, they're, they're very, very similar or um, might have lots of people there. I think I had been I had been looking at independent schools for another daughter and I was used to perhaps taking tea with the head in this study, very small. I then went to an open day, an open evening it was, at a grammar school and there were about 1,500 people squeezed wow. into this school and I was being squished in corridors and was almost shaking she did go there in the end, but it it was such a huge difference and I couldn't get near uh, the teachers or anything. So that was a bit frustrating. Pre-COVID, obviously. Yeah, yeah. God, if they had tried to social distance that, it would not have worked. But I think the next stage is quite different um, for independent and state. You can make a uh, an appointment with state school if you need another look or there are things you want to discuss then you must go and do that mm. not as many people do whereas i'd think in the independent sector after an open day and i think that open days are really good for getting your shortlist together but then what usually happens is there will be a, a more personalised tour, whether it's just your family or a couple of families and an opportunity to meet one one to one with the head. Yeah. And that's quite, that's quite important, Whereas isn't it? In the state system, you tend not to have, I mean, you can, but people tend not to go that that route. And one of the things that we've talked about before um, is when these open days are held um, and signing up early enough for them and they're possibly it is a slight difference there, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I think most independent schools will have one a term or two, two or three a year. With the, with the state schools, you need to be sort of really ready. Check on their websites when they are. And there's normally a sort of a couple of weeks that you will have a lot of the, the local state schools will have their open days. So be aware of when they are and don't miss them. Because yeah. it's 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 really important to go. Yeah, and in in both state and independent, I know because um, I've been to some. They're often uh, in an evening, so that families can make them. Uh, independent schools sometimes have them on uh, a weekend as well, yeah. um, if they have a boarding uh, aspect to their school, so that families can come along and, and have a look. Then uh, I know that day schools tend not to have a, a weekend. Um, and in fact, my girl's school does it on a weekend, but you know, that's mm. keep an eye. I think uh, do your research is, is again, the advice, yeah. isn't it? So we've, um, we really need to sort of drill down to how do you get the most out of your visit on an open day? And we've talked about the head speech tone, um, what they're saying, what they're not saying, ethos, um, how do they include their senior leadership team take a notebook? What happens next once the heads perhaps made their speech? They, you're likely to be put into group to go sort of have a tour with a couple of students. And it, if it's very busy, then there could be 10 of you in, in a small group. Um, what often happens if it's a busy one is you tend to lose people or some of your group will want to spend. And I've quite often ended up ambling around on my own because I'm <laughs> because I, Do you like I that? lost my group. I lost my group. Um, 
but you will go off, you will have an opportunity. You can talk to the students that are, um, who are, who are taking you round. Some will be absolute naturals and chatty. Others will be very shy, but the school will have chosen, they'll have chosen ones that, you know, they, they have a lot of trust in. They are also quite likely to have been well-drilled beforehand. Not always, not always, but sometimes, you know, they will know as well as knowing where they're meant to take you and the route they want to take you. They will have been told certain things that they should get across to you. However, I'm, and I'm thinking mainly of teenagers here, they're alone to themselves, which I love. That's why, that's why I like education so much. And the best ones are the ones that will just chat and tell you, you know, what it's like. So you've got into your classrooms and you've had a look around. Um, we'll come back to that in a, in a minute, but let's talk about those teenagers or those people that are, uh, are sending you um, around and uh, taking you around. Kind of questions you might want to ask them. Any kind of top tips there? I said this in an earlier edition and I still stand by it. I like to say, okay, what's the best thing about this school? Why should my, why would I want to send my daughter or my son here and see what they say? But as I've said before, that's quite often a prepared answer. So then go for the, if you could change one thing, what would you change about this school? Or I have said, what's the worst thing, but that's, that sounds quite negative, but you know, what needs, what, what would you change? What irritates you? Yes. If you're ahead for the day or it's, what do you, what would you address? And that's when they will tell you the truth. <laughs> it's quite amusing. Um, but and I love that. I like when they're confident enough to actually say, well, no, this, this is, needs to be addressed. And you can see through that. And often, often the follow-up questions that you have from to their yeah. answer can be the ones that are really illuminating. Um, uh, other things that you can ask them, you know, talk to me about how the school might handle an issue with drink. Uh, what does bullying look like here? Or just guard about that one. That's an interesting one. Or we have no bullying here. Mm. I, again, you know, take that with a pinch of salt. If anyone wants to send us a, a message, uh, info at ppodcast.com. .co.uk um, questions uh, about that, then we're happy to follow that up personally. Um, but, you know, there are some standard questions you might ask and be prepared to get a standard answer or a pre-prepared answer. It's the drilling down and the follow-up questions that you may have following their pre-prepared response yes. uh, that really are the ones that will tell you an awful lot. Um do talk to your student guides. Um, as I said, some some find it really easy to chat, but the worst thing is when you see, you know, if you've got a slightly quiet student and walking along in silence with families going in, do help them feel at their ease because it, for many students, it's the first time they've ever done anything like this. And it's often a show of responsibility to be asked to do it. Yeah, I mean, you could, if you don't know what to ask them, you could ask them uh, about the subjects that they're talking, they're taking, what they like, uh, where their strengths are, you know, do they have any plans for the future? So really, and if you try and keep it in the education world in which they live, then they will feel on very comfortable grounds and it will be good for you, but also good for them. Um, Close questions, uh, i.e. yes, no answers, um, will be the least helpful to you. 
but the most comfortable for the student. So um, having a, a kind of sm- a smattering of, of open and closed questions, um, again, you know, will be a good thing to do. Going back into those subject areas, let's say we we go into a drama studio or a drama room. Mm-hmm. What would what would I expect to see with my year five student in a senior school? You might see a group of students who are rehearsing for something. Uh, there might just be a display. I've been in one school where we we had great fun. You could tell we were drama people. <laughs> we had costumes out and books and we had videos playing and you could just wander around and, and speak. At a, another school, um, we had a wonderful improvisation game that we did for three hours oh <laughs> called gosh. Freeze. Um, and my students loved it. The people who dropped in, it was hilarious. <laughs> they really enjoyed it. And there were enough students around and staff that people could speak. So oh, lots of, you know, we, we do things in very different ways. What should I be looking for as a parent coming into your drama studio, your drama room? I think key, and this isn't just because it's drama, I think in any room, you need to look at the relationship between the staff and the students. How do they interact? Are the students sort of a bit nervy about talking to the teacher? Are they really open and upfront? Does it feel friendly? Is it respectful both ways? Um, when, When I looked for a prep school, for my daughter. We went to one that um, had a wonderful headmaster, sort of frightfully, frightfully strict and stern. But when I saw a group of children came charging up to him as he was walking around with us to tell him that the, the chickens had hatched and his reaction and the fact that they were sufficiently at ease, just run up to him and go, sir, the chickens are here. That sold me on the school yeah, more than absolutely. anything else, because I loved the fact that there was that relationship. Absolutely. So that's, that's what you want to look for. How, how at ease are the students in talking to, to staff? And this, that for me, that would be you know key. Be lovely to have great facilities, but it's those relationships that, that that are the most important because that's where your children and when your children will feel at ease to learn and when they feel comfortable about asking questions. Uh, the learning environment can just be dynamic. Yeah. Um, so terribly important. One of the top tips that I would give is your student guide or your your um, adult guide, if they don't use students in the school, um, will have a prepared route to take you on. I always go off piste a bit and ask to go somewhere else because in an open day... We're the worst people to attend <laughs> open days because we do all the things we shouldn't. shouldn't. Really. But oh. my advice would be to, you know, to go off a piece. They will have got a route that will be gleaming. They want to show their school perfectly. Of course they do. Is everywhere perfect? And if it's not, that's great. What does it look like normally? Because that's how your your child is going to that's what your child's going to experience so do do poke your nose into places that perhaps you know you you know you you aren't on the tour obviously with respect and within the boundaries and don't make your student um tour guide feel uncomfortable about where you're going to take them but oh what's in there 
oh, can I just pop my nose in? So, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that I would do. Now, if they feel uncomfortable and say, no, clearly don't do that. But you learn an awful lot from that too. Um, so really our, our kind of advice about getting the most is listen, ask questions, take a notebook, make sure you get your questions answered on, on the way around. Um, anything else we've kind of missed in terms of making the most out of your open day? No, I, I think as a first, treat it as it's sort of, I like the, the house buying analogy, treat it as that first visit. I pay so much heed to how I feel. Yeah. And when I come away, how do I feel afterwards? Yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned before there was a, we were, I went and looked at a school for sixth form for my daughter, walked in, had an amazing tour. We came out going, oh my gosh, oh my, that's astounding. And if you'd asked me in that moment, which were we going to apply there? I probably would have said yes. Over the next two to three days, I don't know, something just didn't feel right. It was some brilliant school, mm. but for her, it just wasn't quite right. And then she came to me about two, three days later and went, no, no, don't want to go. And so that's important, and that was isn't it? it? Yes. And I couldn't, we both struggled to say why it wasn't right for her, but it just yeah. wasn't. So listen to your gut, give yourself a couple of days to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, how many open days should you take your child to? I guess that depends on age. Yes. Um, and how involved they are in the decision. I mean, I wouldn't be dragging a small child around six, seven open days. You might want to go to them. Yeah. I mean, my room and my, then you take your child, yeah. uh, you know, later. Yeah. My advice would be as a parent, do your, do your homework first. Um, if you've got an opportunity to go on your own first to then kind of reduce that number down a bit, that would be perfect. It, it, it's, we've certainly known many parents that don't take their children to the open days, but take their children to the visit, the private visit, um, so that they've done their homework in the open days to make that short list. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to work pretty well. Um, and again, bearing in mind the age of the, the child, you have to take everything, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, advice probably if you can avoid taking the child, if you've got the opportunity, then do. In state schools, I think you would advise to see maybe three. Yes, I think it's it's quite a big deal. And, and the state yeah. school ones, and I'm thinking particularly the secondary school ones, yes. they are um, tend to be around the same time. And you probably only have, you know, a handful that are in your area. There may be, only, yes, your catchment, but there may only be two or three that you're really genuinely interested in. Yeah. If you don't know, then do go to more. But I, I guess uh, also with the uh, with the state schools, it's uh, it would be helpful to take your student, uh, your, your child to them because they're less frequent, uh, and mm-hmm. the, maybe the follow up individual um, tours can't happen. And how wrong would it be for your your child not to have a look yes. at the school that they might be attending? Yeah, that's good. So point. you know you have to kind of balance it all out. Um, but don't overwhelm small children, I think is what I would say with yes. too many decisions because they might make the decision to, that they like to go to the school because of the colour of the curtains, which we yep. know has happened. Yep. And it, that's just ridiculous. And especially if they're smaller, you do need to make the decision. It, it's nice if you can involve them. Yes. But at the end of the day, 
Who's making you, a decision? You have to make that decision. I think for secondary and for sixth form, it's really important that the student is, is part of that. I would absolutely agree. Any questions, any comments, peapod, uh, info at peapodcast.co.uk uh, and we can follow up and, uh, and support with whatever questions you have. Yeah. So I think open days, state or independent, very similar, really worth going, get that feel. The next stage is if you are interested, is try and get back for a more personalized tour. And this is the really big difference. Open days are put on for you. As we said at the beginning, that's about the marketing and best size, sorry, best, best foot forward. If you go on a tour on a working day, then you're going to see what the school is actually like when it's functioning, not when it's showing off for you, but when it's functioning. And when you look around, do look through the doors to see what the students are like in their lessons. Do sort of chat to people, see what it's like at changeover time, uh, you know, when they're moving from one place to the next. Have a look at playtime, you know, in a primary school, you want to see where are they? What are the facilities like? How, how are they playing? How are they interacting? Um, because that's when you see what the school, you know, how it functions. And that is really important. And you can also, again, take a good look at those relationships um, with, between the student and the, the, uh, the staff uh, and what, what's not said. Um, do the staff look happy in their jobs? Do they seem enthusiastic? All of those kinds of things that really help to make the decision as to whether or not your child will flourish uh, in that particular school. Yeah. And following up from your personalised tour, you certainly at an independent school and probably a state school if you really wanted it, you will probably have a, an opportunity to meet the head and yeah. to have that one-to-one. Now, it might be that your independent school or some state schools, it's selective entry. Therefore, there will be a day that your child will have to go along to take tests. Um, they might have an interview. You know, the, the, each school has a slightly different approach to that. So make sure you are aware of sort of the process. And that's the point at which you really do need to have it narrowed down to just a handful of schools. I know of children who have had to sit entrance tests for six or seven schools. And I'm sorry, that's just not on. That is far too much pressure for you know a 10-year-old. It's really not appropriate. So don't put your child through that. Get it down to two Maybe three if you really aren't sure, but try and try and really get it down to the uh, an appropriate number of schools. Very good. Well, we look forward to speaking to you uh, on our next P podcast. But in the meantime, yeah, if you've got any questions on anything, whether we've talked about it today or anything you want us to address, um, we have had an um, an email about contact contacting the school if you're worried about bullying and sort of the best way of doing that. So we will probably come back to that in future ones. But if there's anything else you want to ask us, drop us an email, info at ppodcast.co.uk. And in the meantime, have a great day.